Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. From the Boomer and the Babe studio at the Feeding Arizona building in Youngtown, Arizona, it's time for Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. Success or Failure is the show that gives you methods and principles to guide you to your best business and your best self. Now here are Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Hello, 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 and welcome to Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. I'm Dr. Terry Munther, along with author and entrepreneur Tom Legering. Each month we get together to discuss setting goals, and finding the path to financial and personal success using the tried and true methods found in Tom's book, Success or Failure, The Choice is Yours. We'll also see how we can utilize these lessons to create business and social networks which can increase your chances of success and how these networks can serve to help others. And that will really be our focus of the discussion today, is how with Tom and our networking, have led to a new venture to help kids become more successful. So with that, once again, Tom and I are separated by about 1,500 miles. I'm in Washington State, and Tom is in beautiful Sun City, Arizona. Good morning, Tom. Yes, that's emphasis on sun. <laughs> there is a lot of a lot of sun here. Uh, Golf course is in great shape and things are are going well. Uh, we just got opened up our bar and grill uh, under our own name instead of having a vendor. This is uh, my second attempt at using the ideas in the book. Success or failure, the choice is yours. I'm choosing success. I've been working very hard with this club and trying to get it turned around, and I think finally got the linchpin in that's going to hold everything together so that using the principles in in the book are are so important i cannot emphasize enough for the people that are tuned in and listen to what we're trying to do one of the things that you do when you're trying to get yourself together and figure out how can i be successful you have to have a vision of what that success equals. What what exactly do you mean by success? Success by definition is reaching a goal. Well, if you don't have a goal, you're already there. So I'll, I'll let you kind of carry on a little bit, Terry. I mean, that's yeah. That's, well, and I and I'd like to follow up on it. We hadn't really talked about that um, about your work with the club and 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 how things are changing there. But I'd like to have you talk more about that too. With with the book Success or Failure, the choice is yours. There's definite steps uh, which include goal setting and seeing your future, 
seeing what you want to see and what has to be accomplished to get there. And as people know who may have tuned in before, we've done several workshops and classes on the book and, and, and using the framework of the book to do that. Um, and you've made some significant changes. First of all, for those who don't know, Here's a, a great plug. Sun uh, City, Arizona, beautiful place to live. It's in the outskirts of Phoenix, northwest Phoenix Valley. And Sun City Country Club is just a hidden gem of a golf course, which Tom owns and has done a great job in refurbishing and, and rekindling, if you will. And so now, again, some other new goals and new steps, as Tom just said, uh, taking back over a restaurant operation which as a golfer and a member, I will tell you, full disclosure, is a big deal because, of course, golf is about networking as well as playing a game that you can play for a lifetime. It's about forming relationships. And while those get done on the four hours on the course, uh, they also are culminated in the social time that you have in the clubhouse or in the restaurant or in the bar. And to be able, It's a vital part of the game itself and the experience itself, I should say. So that's a big step, and we're all excited about it. But, Tom, how did you use or incorporate some of the concepts in the book just to move forward to make those changes? Well, that, I mean, that's exactly uh, by writing the book, I I had to step back and say, well, where's my goals? Where I mean, my goal was to finish the book and my goal is to have a sustainable golf course that's a community asset. It's to do well in my business so I can do good in my community. So I've got that, but that's so general. You know, let's get specific. Let's have a vision of what it takes. So I was looking at the entire thing. I mean, Sun City has many golf courses. We have eight recreation RCSC clubs that are here, and we have three uh, country clubs. So there's plenty of golf amenities here for people, especially with 44,000 people that live in Sun City. That's uh, 11 golf courses seems to be in excess, uh, and it's competition-wise. So in order to have this be a sustainable community asset, it has to make enough money to provide jobs and recreation facilities for this area. So I went outside of the area to get members and to get golfers. So I'm not just marketing here, but my point, back to your point, of what did I do from the book? In writing the book and trying to focus on what people need to do, I lost sight of me doing it. And when I was finished with the book, I was thinking, well, I want to sell this. I want to take it out. And, it, and I said, well, no, what is it that, that I'm missing here? I'm not, I don't have my five-year vision of where I want Sun City Country Club. And so I started looking at that, and I decided it's got to be my vision. It has to be done the way I want it to be so that it is a presentable good product. Like I just mentioned that we've now just passed our health uh, 
lesson or whatever you health inspection the county health inspector comes out to inspect your restaurant and bar to make sure everything is safe and sanitary and the the idea is i wanted to have be a complete ability to fund it its operation so the golf business which i've been running by itself I leased out the restaurant and bar to some other people. Well, when things were done well, the people would tell those vendors, gee, you did a great job. But then when they didn't do well, they'd come and tell me what an idiot I am for having those people there. So I decided if I want to fix stuff and have it be just like you're a member. So if you say to me, well, Tom, you know, these guys really – aren't doing the best for the members, now I'm in charge of that. So my vision came to, I have to have the entire operation under one roof. I have to be able to offer people the best possible facility for the amount of money that they're going to spend. Because just like you said, golf isn't just about playing a game. Golf is a lifestyle. And then this leads to the next step. So my vision is, I have to get this club going, and then it was like, well, what can I do if this is all financial and setting up? How do I take profits from this, or I'm done putting it into the club to make it better? Excess profits, What? where should they go? I mean, do I buy a new car or a new motorcycle or a bigger house? And I've no, that's not my vision. It has nothing to do with what I want and what I see in my vision for this country club. So what it came down to is I have to get, I have to introduce kids to golf because the word is golf is too expensive and it takes too much time. And so I have, in my vision, I'm trying to figure out, well, how do I, how do I integrate those two things so they're not negatives. Well, for kids, you can't get them started. Kids used to get involved in golf by being caddies. Nobody has caddies anymore unless you're playing on the LPGA or the PGA. I mean, you're your own caddy or you ride around in a cart. So that whole model of how we get kids involved in the game is gone. So it is too expensive for them. So I came up with an idea that is now called Golf Program in Schools. It's a nonprofit, 501c3, um, and we're helping students find their right path through golf. So the club's excess profits are going to be going into that that program. And the, when I go in, I've been in over 500 PE classes introducing golf to freshmen in Peoria Unified School District, and this year, we, by the time this year's over, uh, we will have over 5,000 kids go through our program, and that's just in the first year and a half. So we're really pleased with the with the fact that it's accepting it. But then on the other side, what I'm telling the kids is, golf takes too much time, but when you play golf. It takes a second and a half to make a swing. So if you're a bad golfer like me, and it takes 90 to 100 swings, that's about 
two and a half minutes out of four hours. So you're playing a game that only takes two and a half minutes over a four-hour period. So what do you have to do in that other time? You actually have to communicate verbally with another human being or several other human beings. So you got three hours and 57 minutes to get to know the other person. And what I'm telling the kids is I'm making golf free to them. Every summer they, they get free golf. They bring a paying sponsor. They're free. Their clubs are free. Everything about it is free. If they the, their sponsor buys a bucket of balls, they get a free bucket of balls. They can, after they've gone through the program, they can actually come out here with a $5 bucket of balls and stay here all day playing and, and, and practice. So there's, there's a lot of things that we're trying to do, and that all comes from my looking at and reading my own book and saying, how does this apply to me? And that's, that's, that's a lot of verbiage for you know, where I'm at. It sounds a little convoluted, but it all goes to the same to the same point of helping kids understand why they play golf. They say it takes too long, and I say, if you're out with nature, where you're just being with another person or a group, and you're walking in a park, what's that called? It's a vacation. There's there's studies that prove that if you go out in nature and just allow yourself to experience it, that is an emotional uplift. So it's a vacation that you get for very little money, and it's very enjoyable because if it's like 20 or $30 to play golf, it's like 5 to $7 an hour, and that's, that's, <clears throat> that's pretty inexpensive. So the goal here is to have golf be not inexpensive, but to be reasonably priced and to be the finest experience that people can have. So that's that all came from my writing a book trying to help other people, help my kids, and it came down that I think I'm the one that got the biggest boost out of it. I'm so happy right now I can't even describe it. So it sounds Probably sounds like it too, right? Yeah. Well, and it's, as we said kind of in the open, um, the theme for the day is how did we get there? And and part of it is networking. Part of that's also in, in the book that you write is, you know, enlisting the help of others. And so as as you worked on your course and the course continued to get better, you saw another way to grow the game and to grow uh, people coming to the course and utilizing the course over time, and that was to enlist the kid. But in order to do that, it takes a network. It just says it takes a village to raise a child. So you've gone about um, and formed an advisory committee of business people, membership, um, friends, colleagues, whomever, uh, who are, were willing to put in time, their own free time, to get this program more organized off the ground and continue to grow and improve every year. And that advisory council is meeting regularly. A big part of that in the future is going to be raising funds so that this golf program and schools program 
can expand. Uh, right now it's being run, as you said, with excess funds from the golf course, but eventually it needs to be sustained from private enterprise or donors. And so that is something I know the advisory council and you are looking at. How do we market the program so that it, it, it gets a following? I know we're talking about also getting some additional uh, radio time, and our producer for this program, Pete Peters, um, has come on board to the advisory council and is looking at potentially bringing in a radio program uh, where GPS could be a segment or could be a guest, and therefore, again, getting more people made aware, involved, et cetera. And Pete, I'm not sure if you're in the studio or able to hear us, uh, and can join in the discussion a bit about what your ideas were from the last uh, meeting, that would be great. Sure, Terry. Uh, what we have is what we've, we've done so far, put together a new website, which is straightdownthemiddlegolfshow.com. That's straightdownthemiddlegolfshow.com. And all the stuff about GPS will be there, and all the stuff about straight down the middle will be there. So this could very well be a transitional show today uh, in that um, we may not ever do another uh, another Tom and Terry show, but Tom and Terry will always be involved in uh, the, the, the overall uh, the, uh, effect of what we're trying to get done here. And, and Tom, I like the way you said all that because it's pretty, all good information. Uh, what we're trying to do and what, we, what I've done so far is I've put together a, just a minimal, minimal website and uh, we'll have places on there and all kinds of information about uh, what uh, what Street Down the Middle is all about and what GPS is all about. And uh, so we'll be able to get on there and, and see and learn about the whole program. And so we're looking forward to developing that. And... Uh, so at this moment, we're probably a little late, uh, a little late in the in the loafers, so to speak, uh, because we don't have, we just don't have a lot of uh, meat down there yet. But but Sarah's good. It's just not enough of it. So we'll be developing that, and we we'll invite everybody to stay in tune with straight down the middle show, straight down the middle show dot com, and uh, take a look from time to time, see what we've got going. Yeah, and every you know every fire starts with the spark, and I think this is the spark we're hoping for that can really catch on as we make this uh, this slow turn, if you will, or transition from the Tom and Terry show to straight down the middle and more focus again uh, on golf and guests and helping kids and helping communities. Uh, I, I think it'd be a great transition, but I think it could also really expand, and we and we hope. Uh, really work for kids and for our community. Yeah, I, I really want to keep uh, our Tom and Terry show, which will be more about our our GPS program um, and and move into that, that arena and also be part of the straight down the middle. So we'll probably do both, um, although we may go to a, a shorter period where we're just up for uh, – a half hour, 15 minutes, or something like that, because growing the show and getting people on it is very important to um, to getting our sponsors and being able to work on them. I'm doing a tremendous amount of work right now 
um, on how do you fund this thing uh, so that we can bring the benefits. There's so many benefits to from golf that we get into the kids' minds. I mean, uh, if if any of our listeners are interested in in seeing some uh, uh, videos and different things that we've had, uh, the Cronkite School of Journalism has done a, a video for us. It appeared on uh, the local uh, PBS station five different times. Uh, we got a lot of information out about what we're doing, but we still need volunteers. We still need people that want to work with kids and. Get, help them get on their right path. The whole idea is talking to kids and letting them know that the reason you want to talk to another human being is because that's how society moves. It, even though kids now are going into schools and they want to use their devices for everything, uh, you go there and you got your laptop and the whole world is open to you, yes. But sometime you're going to actually have to talk to, look at somebody in the eye, shake their hand. You have to have these graces that society is losing. And eventually it will go back to golf. I mean, uh, golf has been here for 450 years There's a reason that only wealthy people have been playing golf. Until the Second World War, it was only wealthy people. And after the Second World War, with the uh, explosion of population in the U.S. uh, and housing tracts, all the big builders were putting in golf courses. Well, they weren't sustainable. So now we have too many, and they're closing. That's why you're reading stories i'm reading stories about the death of golf that was a big thing in the local papers here how people are not turning out for golf however when you run a course properly and you give customer service where you look somebody in the eye and thank them for coming and being part of your business it's amazing how well you can do and that's what you learn from golf. That's what we're learning from the, the Think and Grow Rich program. Uh, you know, that some of the things that, that you learn from that is having your, your ideas. But success or failure codifies these things and makes it available that people will now have the information and the actual method. And so what I'm doing at 78 years old is I'm – expanding my vision of what I want to do in my my club. And the, the GPS program, when we get it rolled out, we will be in all 44 high schools on the west side. This year we're in Pendergast uh, School District, so we'll be in two school districts now, Peoria Union, Unified School District. We're doing their high school, and we'll... We're gonna. I'm trying to get into some of their grammar schools. We need a place to, to actually, put the program on. We need to be in a gymnasium, like a basketball gymnasium, is where we can put the program on. And the comments and and ideas uh, that we're getting back, the feedback we're getting back from the kids is really uh, encouraging. I mean, Terry, you wrote up a uh, a piece 
that kind of summarized what we were doing. Can you kind of go over a little of that? Yeah, um, and I and I don't have the statistics in my head, but it really won't matter for the purpose of the discussion. Um, you know, I was a former school superintendent. In fact, when Tom brought this uh, idea up, the GPS, I said, I think you're going to have a tough time. I said, the, first of all, you got two things going against you. The schools are already busy. they got everything else thrown at them. They have all the testing. To add one more thing to the curriculum is probably going to be frowned upon. And um, it, it probably is, is not not going to work. But if it is going to work, you're going to have to have some data that says it will work. And that's a big deal in education, as you, we all know about the testing. It's all about the data, how kids are doing, not how much they've been taught, but how much they've learned. And so um, we've done a good job of that, or Tom has and the folks who taught the program last year. So of all these students, thousand and some students who were in the program, they were all surveyed and surveyed pre- and post-program, which is good. Um, now, be honest, not all of them completed the survey. But for those that completed the survey, there was a, a fairly low percentage that said they had ever golfed before or ever thought about golfing, and even a lower percentage that had any family members who played the game. And at the end of the program, they were surveyed again. Questions like, did you like the program? And overwhelmingly, they did. Are you thinking now about playing more golf? Overwhelmingly, they said yes, and that they would like to continue playing golf. So that's a big swing uh, from where you start to where you end, and it isn't just what we say, it's what the kids say. We're going to follow that up in the future with even more data and survey data from teachers. How was the curriculum? How were you before? How was it after? Uh, what do we have to assess the kids better? How do we improve the program? Those are all questions we need to keep asking. But the bottom line was you've got ninth graders in high school who have said it's an old person sport. Nope, I've never thought about it. I'm not old. I'm not rich. I don't have that kind of time. And six weeks later or at the end of the program, I like this game. I want to play this game in the future. Yeah, I've learned a lot about maybe what I can do as a career that I never thought about. So the outcomes were all positive, and they were discernible through data. So that's important, and uh, that's where I wrote the article as a former superintendent that said, now I would look at this if I was a superintendent. The other issue, of course, is safety. You've got kids wielding clubs, <laughs> and ninth graders wielding clubs is kind of a scary thought. Uh, but the way that it was handled with the instruction and taking into account safety at all times. There were no injuries. There are things in place to try to diminish any possibility of an injury. And so there were no injuries, and kids liked the program, and it was successful. That's a pretty good first year, certainly worthy of a second year. But, again, if we're going to continue to grow, continue to get better, got to have some money, got to have some sponsors, got to have some more donors because Tom and Sun City Country Club can't do it all. I, I, th I thank you for that. And, and it is really uh, just what you're saying is being able to, to get this program off the ground and having you as a friend and, and advisor has helped me out immeasurably. But one of the things I, I did prior to uh, – 
putting this program together. I, I volunteer for about 40 hours a week in in various uh, things. I'm on different Peoria Chamber of Commerce. I'm on the Peoria Education Foundation, and I teach uh, at Eve's Place. That's where I use the book the most is helping victims of domestic violence get their, their lives put back together. And in each one of those programs, I see how different groups are actually doing good in their community and that's really what a nonprofit is about is finding a niche that's not being served that you know the government cannot do because they would just build a big bureaucracy around it they they need to do the things that they're supposed to do which is protect us and keep our keep us in our houses that's what government should do and let us live our lives well, that's what what golf does for kids. I mean, it. I I talked to some kids. I, I'm amazed because this is not a a low rent area or some place you'd think. Well, that's that's just a ghetto place. But some of the kids that we were in our first class were homeless. And I mean, as a male, I I can understand a, a boy being homeless. I I mean, I don't like it, but I understand it that it happens. But a 14-year-old girl, homeless, that's a couch, what they call couch surfer. In other words, there's a name for it. So it's not something that happens rarely. It's something that that happens often enough that they can put a name on it. And, And some of these kids that I found out were having problems in their in their life, in their family, in their home life, that would come to school just because they got two meals. That was the only reason they were there. But by showing them this program, this one young lady, I won't mention the high school, but it was a young lady, uh, after the program and after she went and she wound up being number one on her high school golf team, she said to me, Mr. Lagering, I am going to college, and I am going to get a scholarship through golf. And I want to tell you, she went from never holding a golf club to actually having the sweetest swing. I mean, she will. With her with her determination and then her natural ability, she's good. she actually has a way to improve her life. And, I mean, what more can you ask for or from any kind of an organization. I mean, it just it just excites me that there's mm-hmm. much that we can do. Well, and any any of us who have been parents, you don't have to be a teacher or educator, know that the more we can keep kids busy with productive activities, the better they're going to be academically, physically, and emotionally. I mean, the bottom line is it doesn't take a rocket science to know that a void in one's life does not stay a void long. It gets filled up. It gets filled up with something. And so if I have a void in my life of time or something I'm searching for or something I don't have, I will fill it in. But it may not be filled in with something positive. And so what we're trying to do with programs like this is how do we fill that void in a child's life with a fun, positive, lifelong activity, um, and and I think that's the most important thing we can do. 
It, it absolutely is. And, and uh, that when when I talk to the kids, one of the things that I I think that when I like I say I've been in over 500 PE classes because that's that's what we where we're different from other programs is we are an inclusive program. That means we work with Special Olympics. Any child, I, I'm using PGA coaches. I'm not the coach. I mean, I go to the classes and I try to help out where I can, but I have a PGA professional that's one of the best teachers in this state. And we work with kids of all physical abilities, and I tell the kids, I say, this coach has taught blind people to hit a golf ball. Now, that, I mean, anybody with any physical ability or any, if they can stand and be upright, they can hit a golf ball. And what I try to tell people is, why do why do people play golf? Because it's open to everyone. You don't have to be seven feet tall and can stuff a basketball, jump four feet. You don't have to run a 100-yard dash and 10 flat. Anybody with any physical, the, the shape that God gave us, you can play golf. You may not make it to the PGA or the LPGA, but you can play golf and you can communicate with other human beings, and that's the, the best. This is the only sport you can play for an entire lifetime. It's the only sport that has only one referee, which is yourself. There's nobody calling things except you. That's just how you have to live your life. You take everything because you caused it. And if you don't like it, you get to fix it. So there is help, but the idea is that there's no help if it isn't your idea of doing it. And so when we work with the kids and we help them do things like that, I, I, I'm just absolutely inspired by, by what, how these kids are reacting to us. And I, I tell them, I say, when you watch TV, I said, what? I want you to write down the next five sponsors, the next five commercials. I want you to write down five different companies that are sponsoring that. And then on Saturday or Sunday, I want you to watch Golf Channel and watch. Uh, a professional golf match and just watch it long enough to two commercials come on and you'll find that the stuff you're watching is usually advertising Cocoa Puffs or home care products. The ones on the golf channel are advertising your next Rolex watch or your next Mercedes. Now which group do you want to be in? Do you want to be in the group where the advertisers know if you're following this path, you are wealthy. If you're following that path, Cocoa Puffs and home care products. Where do you want to be? The decision is yours. Success or failure, the choice is yours. And that's what we're giving the kids. Yes. And I really hope some some of the real success stories that we've gotten so far and will continue to get can be highlighted in the show that Pete talked about earlier with Straight Down the Middle to be able to have some of those discussions about how golf is for everyone and inclusive. A friend of mine in a wheelchair is a great golfer, um, and there's just so many opportunities in the game for not just for kids, 
but for any person who has a disability and is still looking for some sort of entertainment or something to fulfill their lives. And, and I think, as I talked to Pete on one occasion, I think those are the sorts of stories we may be able to focus on, at least for segments. And I don't know, Pete, if you're still there to, to chime in on that. Is that kind of an, an idea or a strand that you've been thinking about? He may have. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> He's running around the studio, so I'll catch him and have him answer that question on another time. But, but I think again, those those are the success stories when we talk about success or failure that golf allows uh, kids and adults, everyone. And it's again just utilizing some of those concepts in the book to say, here's my goal, here's where I want to get to, here's the steps I need to take, here's the folks I need to help me, and I can reach it. By this amount of time. Yeah, it it is it is so so important that that kids especially understand that it's on them. What they do matters. How they yeah. perceive themselves and the if they don't perceive themselves as worthy as people who deserve good things because of their good efforts, then they need to know that they can change that perception. And if others see you in a bad light, it's totally in your power to make changes that put you in the proper light that you want to be in. So it is it is such a it's such an inspiring thing when I worked with the kids like this summer. Uh, the first uh, kid that came, he was from Kellis High School, and he came out. And uh, he was—he brought a certificate of completion and his and his membership. What they get is a junior membership card for the club, and it's good for all four years that they're in high school. So they had already gone out on the course and they were playing. So I got in my little golf cart and zoomed out to meet them and introduced myself. And what turned out, this young man was from uh, Kellis High School, and he had written to his grandfather and asked him if his grandfather would come and play golf with him. His grandfather was from Tennessee, this is Arizona. His grandfather was so happy to be able to, you know, that his grandson asked him to come out, so he came out for the summer to play golf with this young man. And, I mean, it's, it's a bonding thing that now that the two of them could do something together and it just just in meeting them and seeing that is it makes the whole thing worthwhile so that that's what that's what we're looking to do and like i say we'll probably keep our tom and terry show but we're we're, we'll start to cut these down so they don't have to be as long but i i would think that we'll turn it more for a golf program and schools program that with the backing and using a success or failure as a sponsor for it. Yeah, and I I, I, I agree with that. I, I think we can move and transition in that direction. We'll do some great things for kids. We'll still be able to talk about reaching goals and, and success and and the theme of today, which is networking and getting people involved with you. You know, that the whole GPS piece, while it may have been a brainchild of yours, 
it's the network that gets created that makes something successful. And yes. you know, we've told we've told people all along when they're looking for jobs and trying to utilize the book, form a network. Tell everyone you know you're looking for a job and what kind of job. And they just may be in a meeting or talking with somebody who says, Hey, I just talked to a guy who's interested in doing that. This is the same sort of thing. The more you can network about your goals, here's what we envision and here's what we need and here's the type of person who could help and do you know people or sponsors or businesses that would love to support a program like this? The bigger, the better it grows and the more quickly. Terry, say say that again. Here's what we – say that again. Here's our vision. You you. you you know, you can ask me to remember something. I got to write this ago. down. <laughs> I, I just said, you know, here's here's our vision, here's our goal, here's what we anticipate can happen. But we need these kinds of people with these kinds of skills, with these kinds of sponsors, who's willing to support this vision, and get that word out and and let people tag onto it wherever their strengths and talents and abilities happen to fit. I I wanted I just want to tell our audience and you <laughs> that you know I I'm, I'm going to meet with uh, a lady at 10:30 today and we're going to talk about uh budget and uh, having a program to uh actually go out and find sponsors for this program but this is exactly what I need and what you were just saying you know as through this program, how this works and how individuals can it can help them. It's helping us too, you know. Right. Here's our vision. This is our goal. This is can happen. This is what we're actually ha- making happen, and this is what we need to continue and grow. And right. that, I, I think that is a, a fantastic way we can probably end the show fairly soon here. So because yeah. I know yeah. you got. You got things that you're doing there, and you're in Spokane. Yeah, so yeah I'm, I'm in Spokane with family, helping family here. So, uh, but we'll be back down there soon, within a couple of weeks. So, okay. Um, but yeah, yeah it, I think you know the last thing I would say on the whole networking piece for GPS, but also whether it be straight down the middle or any any other uh, avenue that we're we're pursuing is as sponsors whether they are giving their time or their money have to get something out of it too. Yeah. And, you know, and so I think if, if you approach it that way, when, as we approach sponsors or we approach people, here's our vision, here's what's happening, here's the good it does, and here's what we need. Now, with your involvement and your strengths and your talent or your ability to give some dollars, here's what it will do for you. And I think that's critical. And, and, you know, we know what it does for the golf course. Over time, it will increase players. It will increase membership because these kids will learn to love golf and hopefully come back to Sun City Country Club. But if I'm another type of sponsor, it may be that I sell a product that I know golfers use or want, and I gain from that. It may be that I work with handicapped or disadvantaged well i gained there because those are the types of kids that we want to help so i think everyone has to look at it from two perspectives how can i help 
And when I do, how does it benefit me? And while that sounds self-serving, I think it's a reality when you're coming to sponsorship. Oh, man, that is that is so, so perfect. I mean, I was attended a meeting yesterday, and the whole point of it was is what can you do for a sponsor? So, you know, when you have yeah. these programs and what, what I mean, it, it still comes down to the almighty dollar. I mean, you, you just, you think, well, oh, I'm just going to go and do this. But after you get a certain amount of dollars, then do you need a bigger yacht? I mean, <laughs> I yeah. mean yeah. you need a, a, a 747 instead of going down and get a, a ticket on the, on the airplane and go and coach. I mean, it it's just, I I don't mind people that are very wealthy having 10,000 or 25,000 square foot houses, but I find that a misuse of, of funds. And there's so much more that we can do to make, it's not just to, to make society better, which makes us better and a better place to live, but if if the individuals in our society follow the principles that are learned from golf, if we could get everybody doing it, and this is what makes GPS so unusual as a program, is we're not selecting just the rich people who can afford to take their kids on a on a some program. This is for every kid that goes through high school, every kid right. that goes through grammar school. This is why golf is not being promoted is because it's it's just like when I, I hate to use this terminology but when when a, people first start using a motorcycle riding a motorcycle before there were classes for it they would just say oh well here's here's the brake and this is the clutch and this is the where you turn it on okay go try out the motorcycle and people go out and have problems well in <laughs> golf it's it's a thing that you can teach kids if you get them young enough where they actually learn to be to look somebody in the eye, shake their hand, introduce themselves to them. That's the respect that you give to the another human being. If we can bring that into what we're trying to accomplish, that's going to make society better. That's going to make businesses better, and that's really what we're trying to promote. Yeah, exactly. We should probably put a wrap on this program. Again, we, we hope people continue to take a look at us on Blog Talk Radio forward slash Boomer and Babe, success or failure, that is, with Tom and Terry. Also, please uh, keep looking for Straight Down the Middle, and Pete Peters will continue to get more information and, and website out on that. And we just hope people that are interested in helping kids not just learn the game of golf, but finding the right path through the game of golf. We'll certainly want to get involved and interested. Please contact Tom at Sun City Country Club or uh, Tom at SuccessorFailure.org, and we're certainly looking for all the help we can get. Any any last words, Tom? Just uh, again, uh, you can you can reach me uh, uh, Tom at SunCityCountryClub.org. Uh, I I would love to talk to anybody that's got ideas and information and a way to increase uh, our reach 
we want to be we want to be teaching every kid in the west side of of Phoenix that's 27,000 kids a year is what my goal is it costs around $20 a kid to put them through the program uh I'm only able to uh, I'm going to be at at the end of this year I'll be at 5,000 kids so you can figure out what what that is a burden on on the finances but the idea is this is something that everybody can help and when everybody does it makes their life better as well as the people around them. And I want to thank you very much for, for this information, Terry. It, 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 this is an excellent program. I appreciate it. You bet. Well, and we want to thank all of you who are listening and joining us on Success or Failure with Tom and Terry. We hope you'll join us next month. Uh, and, and that's at Success or Failure, uh, blog talk radio forward slash boomer and the babe or email us anytime at tom at successorfailure.org. This is Dr. Terry Munther and Tom Legering saying thank you again for being with us. And remember, success or failure, the choice is yours. You've been listening to Success or Failure with Tom Legering and Terry Munther. Successor Failure is a Boomer and the Babe Enterprises radio production. Contact them at boomerandthebabe.com. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.